Welcome in to another Soda Soccer Sit-Down, and this week I am joined by a Wyzetta High School alum, a product of the Minnesota United Academy, has multiple appearances for the Loons first team, and already has a goal and an assist and two starts back for MNUFC2 this season. It's none other than Patrick Weah. Patrick, how are we doing? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me. I'm excited. Hey, thank you so much for jumping on the show. We appreciate it. Uh, it's really good to get to talk to you. This is a conversation I've kind of wanted to have for a little while because um, a lot's been going on in your world these last couple of years. And uh, let's start with some of those more recent talking points, and then we'll kind of work our way backwards. So you're coming off basically an 18-month layoff after suffering a torn ACL in late 2021, missing all last season. Talk to me first about the injury. You know, When did it happen? How did it happen? Sort of give me the backstory there. No, we were training. It happened in training. Uh, it was the, it was last year. Before it was, we we're going to Portland Timbers to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the training before that week. Uh, I was doing training. It was like just a loose ball reaction. I got that first, and then I ran into somebody and then twisted my knee. Mm-hmm. And from there, I knew it was what what it was, and I started like I was in pain, started crying, you know, because mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna be a long one. So. Was that before the playoff match at Portland? Is that yeah, what it was before the playoff match at Portland. Okay, and then a couple months later is when it came out that you're going to have the surgery and it was going yeah. to kind of be that extended layoff. Got it, got it. Um, the initial press release from the team said you were slated to miss, quote, most of the 2022 season. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you ended up missing you know, the entire season. Uh, was there a setback that caused you to sit out the entire campaign or was it just more precautionary to have another you know, four to five months to fully heal up? It was precautionary because uh, I spoke to the doctor. She said, there's no need to rush, you know. And then mm-hmm. it makes sense, too. Like, I wasn't going to play first 10 minutes, and there was mm-hmm. no, you know, like, rushing it back, you know. So, like, yeah, it was better if it's, like, because ACLs is, like, it's better if it's the longer it takes to come back, the better recovery you're going to get. So, yeah. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, you also had teammates, Asani Dodson and Tania Lewishay, who are kind of going through similar knee injuries, surgeries, recover proce- recovery processes kind of through last season as well. Um, were you in communication with either of them about kind of what they were going through, or did you maybe chat with anyone else who had gone through something similar during that process? No, I think I got it before. Like, my injury was before theirs. So, yep. like, I'll talk – Sunny will talk to me here and there, a little conversation about – like, what were you in, like, six, seven months where you at this stage, stuff like that? How your knees feeling? It's just little yeah. stuff like that, but nothing, like, deep conversation about the knee and stuff, so. What, what was it like having to sort of sit out on the sideline all last season and just kind of watch both both the, the first team and the second team sort of being able to play and you you have to yeah. sit out the entire campaign? It was frustrating, you know, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it was like, I, can't, I don't have control over getting hurt, you know, so, like, mm-hmm. I just like it was frustrating. Obviously, every player wants to play. Yeah. And, and if you can't play, watching and like you feel like you can't help your team win games and you don't have the opportunity to cause you're injured. So it's like sucks. Mm-hmm. So was, was that your first? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. Was that your first time going through a really significant injury like that? No, this is my second time. Really? Really? Tell yeah. me what happened the first time around. I told my ACL, the other knee in high oh, school. Oh, man. Yeah. So. Wow. So two, two torn ACLs, two recovery processes. Uh, yeah. Hopefully 
don't have to go through anything like that again. Um, let's let's talk about kind of how how this year has started for you, though. I mean, you've you've really hit the ground running coming back. At the time of recording here, you've two, made two starts for the twos. You kind of made three cameos kind of before that. But yeah. in these two starts, a goal and assist start off the campaign. Um, how, how are you? How are you feeling on the pitch? Sort of getting used to things again. I feel good. You know, I feel well. So like, I just. Wanted to like help the team win games, and uh, coach can't give me the opportunity to mm. play because uh, you know, Tiny went on loan, and uh, that striker spot opened up, so I had to put like they had to put me in there, and then uh, I just took advantage of the opportunity. And I just I was glad to be there, help the team win. I mean, not win, but like you know, just help the team play and do better, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the twos for the most part off to a really good start as as a team, mm-hmm. and you're obviously are fitting into that mix as well. Um, as I mentioned off the top, though, you do have a pair of uh, appearances under your belt for the first team. You were kind of in that striker mix prior to, I believe, is the Adrian Nunu signing that sort yeah. of, um, you know, kind of set you a little bit back on the depth chart there. But yeah. you know, being that you've had a taste of first team minutes, is that sort of something you're scratching and clawing for? Is to kind of get back to that, get back to yes. that standing? Yes. I, yeah. Like. Always is my goal is to like play at the highest level as possible. Mm-hmm. And right now it's the MLS level right now, you know? Yep. It's like first team minutes. I'm always like like you know, striving for that. So like it's just like you know, it's it been a goal, like it would be good to get back to playing first team minutes again, uh, but I can't control that, you know. Mm-hmm. What I can control is how I train, how I sleep, how I eat, and everything gonna work out after that. So, you know. Has the injury sort of forced you to be more cognizant of those things, sort of how you're treating your body on a day-to-day level? Has, has the injury sort of kind of put you more uh, into that mode of keeping keeping track of that? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, I think I'm like, God, that it happened, but not glad at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like it was a blessing in disguise because it taught me a lot. Like, good things happen to, to someone so you can change and learn from it, you know? Like, it was yep. a lesson. It wasn't like a setback, really. I don't take it as a setback. It's a linear experience. Just like treat my body well, take care of my body better. Like eat right, sleep right, and like activation, suing, lifting. And so I didn't take that seriously when I first started playing professionally. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I was, a, I was a kid coming in. Like I, I don't need to get activated. I'm good. I'm running. But with this injury, it's like you gotta like, like you have to. Yeah. You know? No. I- Hundred percent. Yeah, it sort of forces you into that, and obviously, you know, in a lot of cases, not just in sports, but in life, sometimes that adversity can sort of be that trigger to sort of set you in the right right path moving forward. So, obviously, we're hoping all the best for you there. Um, let's let's go back a little bit though. Uh, turn the time machine back. Prior to the injury in twenty twenty one, you actually went over to Spain for a two week training stint with Real yeah. Betis. Um, do you know kind of how that opportunity sort of came together for you, and, and what was that experience like? I, like you said, after I had a couple, like, games with the first team, like, 10 minutes, 10 minutes there, and obviously my agent called me and texted me. It was like, Batiste was watching. They saw a little spark in you, and they want to see more. And then they talked to the front office. So I'm going to the front of training, standing in the train. It was a good experience to be somewhere else, like, at the highest level of football. That's European top three leagues, you know? Yeah, for sure. And see how they do things and just learn from the experience. It was good. I learned a lot. And then even like being myself competing with them dudes over there, I feel like I can play there, you know? Yeah, it for sure. Sorry, man. 
No, absolutely. And so you're saying the that Real actually is the one who sort of made the call or sort yeah. of started that conversation to get you over there. It wasn't yeah. Minnesota sort of trying to get you quality training time, no. um, initiating that conversation. Okay, very, very cool. Um, have you been keeping in contact with, with them uh, after training and throughout this you know recovery process and, and things like that? Have you had communication with them after the training stint? Uh, no, nah, they wanted to see me because I went there was 17 years old. They wanted to see me when I was 18, you know. Okay, got it. Yeah, but by 18, I tore my ACL, so and then mm-hmm. that fall off the radar. So, yeah, I got to just get back to doing things right, you know, scoring goals and assisting and helping the team win. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, how did it feel to have the club, you know, moving back a little bit further now to early 2021? How did it feel to have the Minnesota kind of make you just their, their second ever? homegrown signing sort of take me back to that point in your your career and in your life and you know when you got the news that they were going to make you a homegrown uh it was i felt i felt good obviously like it wasn't for me like it wasn't like a big deal because like i just like been processing that in my head and like visualizing mm-hmm. all that stuff happening already so like when it happened it was like it was just a moment of time i'm already been there in my head so yeah. and like but obviously, I was like happy, you know, that it, it happened. So like, you know, and not just mm-hmm. being home, like your family's here, uh, your friends and family are here. Being home, your hometown, playing for the academy is like that's what everybody strives for, you know. And then I was just blessed and like thank God, like and grateful for them taking the opportunity on me. So yeah. No, absolutely. Obviously, you've been through a lot in the two and a half years, basically since then. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's next for you? Sort of what's that we've sort of talking about, maybe wanting to get back to first team minutes and obviously helping the second team while you can, but sort of mm-hmm. what's that, what's that thing that's motivating you to sort of, you know, keep moving, keep striving. What's that next sort of brass ring that you might want to grab towards as you move forward here? No, it's just like the process of getting better each and every day. Cause mm-hmm. for me, like I just focus on, I don't focus on like the big things, like, even when I'm not getting many, so second team or first team, I don't focus on that. I just focus on me as a person getting better each and every day. Like, obviously, you're going to be upset that you're not playing. Mm. But, like, every player wants to play every game, every minute, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just go on the day by day, basically, if I got better today. You know, mm. like, just improving yeah. myself, doing the little things right. And that just, that's, that's like, what pushes me to do good, do well. It's just self-development and getting better. You know, it's not no. like the biggest, you know, it's a team sport, but I just, you got to focus you, on you as an individual to get better yeah, for and sure. don't let other like external factor impact you, you know? So yeah. what, what are those aspects of your game that maybe you're kind of looking to tweak or, or improve or, you know, obviously you have your strengths as a striker. Yeah. We've kind of seen those on display, but what are some of those yeah. aspects of your game that you kind of want to improve upon? Uh, I said my, my pressing, uh, mm-hmm. And then the fitness is gonna come with game time because I've been playing a lot of games in two years, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not hard on myself I'm not being fit. You know, like it's gonna come doing games, and I actually don't think I'm a hundred percent right now either. So mm-hmm. there's more to see for me. So like, just like my pressing, some decision making tweaks there and there, and just mm-hmm. work right off the ball. So stuff like that. 
Yeah, we're, we're seeing that a lot with the first team where it seems like the, the strikers or the attackers are having a lot more defensive responsibilities sort of this yeah. year, especially without the presence of Reynoso. Is that something mm-hmm. that's sort of always on your mind or always been on your mind as a striker? Or is that maybe something uh, something new that you're having to learn uh, sort of in the pro game that may have been different than than what you've been through before? Yeah, I think it's something it's something new that I have to adapt to. Yeah. You know, it's because it's a different it's a different level, different intensity. And now, mm-hmm. you know, the demand that Minnesota is high. So, like, Adrian wants you to work. Like, you're working yeah. to be, like, always working and stuff. So, so yeah. like, it's something it's something new for me. But I'm going to adapt to it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, just another another notch in the tool belt. What do you feel like is your is your biggest strength as a as a striker right now? Uh, The butt at my feet. Uh, yeah. I play winger, too, but I can play anywhere from 9, 10, 11, 7. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm very comfortable by my feet, one v one, going at people. I feel yeah. like I can beat one or two people too. Like, I've, and I don't need like a service. I don't need to be a service target that relies on service to score goals. I can create my own chances for myself, and I think that's my biggest strength too. So. Yeah, we're seeing some some struggles on the first team right now, sort of finishing some of those chances. What's that like when you're a striker, sort of just kind of maybe in a rut and just not being able to finish doing everything but putting that ball in the back of the net? Sort of what are those – what are those – what's that like in your mind and, and how do you sort of overcome that? And do you just need to see the ball hit the back of the net or is there something more to it? For me, like, it doesn't impact me if I'm scoring goals. I can score 10 goals. Like I said, like my – my thing is like I'm not going like base my my uh react on the outcome of what I can control. I cannot control me scoring goals every every game. I can't control yeah. that. And uh for a striker, yeah, you wanna you wanna score goals, but like a lot of people will like make that impact them and then that mm-hmm. just throw them in a negative drought, even legs like confidently. Like confidence mm-hmm. is pretty important in football. If you don't have confidence, like you're not gonna play your best or play to your best of your abilities and that for me like scoring goals is like if i don't score goals it's for me it's like okay i didn't score goals today what happened let's break it down was i mm-hmm. was my positioning good was i in the right place at the right time was like my finishing like my technique was my technique good like that mm-hmm. stuff like stuff like that you know it's like for me as a striker that's what i'm speaking from my from my perspective yep. But like a lot, like people are humans too. Like they gonna get down themselves. They're not scoring goals. Yeah. And like you said, just the ball hitting the net gonna make them giving them that confidence. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's it's a confident thing. It's like a personal thing. How you deal with missing goals and scoring goals too. So. Yeah, talking to some of those guys, they're saying, you know, if we weren't creating the chances, we would be concerned right now. But we're creating yeah. the chances. It's just, you know, that final touch is is missing. Yeah. Is that sort of your mindset too? Hey, as long as I'm creating the chances, the goals they're they're just gonna come, right? Yeah, yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Way, thank you so much, man. Uh, we'll be, obviously be following you really close the rest of the way, and we'll chat again soon.